for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Father, it is the entrance of thy word that bringeth light and life, and we pray that the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ would shine bright. As always, may the people be blessed by thee and never impressed by me. Cause through the revelation of thy word, these thy people to see you more clearly, to love you more dearly, and to follow you more nearly. And now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And every glad heart said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Well, it's Holy Convocation time. For the past two years, we've been in Arlington, Texas, when Pastor Devin um, was coming. It was just perfecting church. That's all it was. But now there is Perfecting Fellowship International. As a matter of fact, I flew all night to get here. I got off a plane this morning about 11 o'clock from Johannesburg, South Africa. And uh, South Africa will be represented as I was in um, Blumhof, South Africa, and Spring, South Africa, right outside of Johannesburg in Eldorado Park, um, vetting churches that um, is unbelievable what God is doing around the world. A week before that, I was in England at the European region for PFI. So all of them are coming. And it's past two years we've been in Arlington, Texas, but this year we will be back home in Detroit. And um, Bishop Darrell Hines, Bishop Michael Pitt, Dr. Sam Rodriguez, Bishop Michael Rogers, Bishop Andrew Merritt, for our youth explosion, which is going to happen on Friday, we will have Pastor Ty Tribbett. Um, it, it's just going to be a wonderful. We brought some pastor here. I'll give this to you. Um, for we we brought some uh, cards so you can take them afterwards. But uh, we'll look for all of Revival Tab to be here at Holy Convocation. We're going to have a great time. I, I'm going to move quickly. I know I have just a few moments to speak. Well, I saw the paper with the time on it. And so I'm, I'm going to be obedient with the time. Matthew 27. Matthew 27. I'm sorry, yes, Matthew 27 and 57.
If you haven't, indicate by shouting amen. amen. Hear the beginning of the reading of God's word. The gospel according to Matthew, the 27th chapter and the 57th verse. And when the even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus Christ. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. So far the text. We want to derive our subject around that 58th verse. And he went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. Grab your neighbor by the hand, look them in the eye and repeat our subject. Say, he begged, he begged for the body. That's what we want to talk about. He begged for the body. Why is this significant? When I was in South Africa, I was praying what I should preach here and just read, I mean, the, just read the entire saga. And there were several things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about Peter's pride. In that text, he tells the Lord Jesus, say, though all men should leave you, I will never leave you. And Jesus said, no, you're you going to deny me. He said, I'll never do that either. And I want to talk about how we challenge the word instead of trusting it. I kept reading and I read where he followed him afar off. One of the things that I wanted to talk about was when Jesus said, all of you are going to scatter because of what's happening tonight. Jesus said, this is the hour when one of you are going to betray me. And all of them said, is it I? I want to preach about is it I versus it ain't I. Now, the reason that is is because, I, I know that's improper English, but they weren't English. Uh, what surprises me in that text is that none of them said it's not me. All of them as, is it me? Which gives us to know that there was something in each of them 
that had not settled the fact that Jesus was completely their savior. I'm going to preach in a moment. And then I kept reading and dealt with the disgust of the Pharisees and how Jesus was there for hours because all of the false witnesses that they brought could not condemn him. And they brought two that came and said, he told us in the temple that if he destroyed this temple, in three days he was gonna raise it up. And, and, and just, just, it just goes on and is just pregnant with possibilities and revelation of who Jesus is. But somehow, when I got to this, it seemed to leap from the page that one, a rich man, was a disciple. Now, I could spend the rest of my night talking about that. As I was sharing with uh, some of the pastors in Africa, I said, we have been so misguided as to what God wants to do with us. All right, y'all, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna. So here, here was a rich man that followed Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, if he could do it, I could do it too. Yeah. All right, that's another way on another day. But the Bible says that he was a rich man who also was a disciple of Jesus. Father, the significance of him begging for the Lord's body, quite significant. If we go to Psalm, the 34th Psalm, and we go to the 20th verse, it says, he keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Hmm, I want you to understand that God has the capacity to keep it all intact. Oh, preach in a moment. I said he keeps it all intact. Imagine the crushing of the thorn upon his head. Imagine the beating of his back. Imagine the weight of the cross. And imagine the pressure of it all. And yet, he was able to keep it intact. 
He begged for his body. Our subtopic, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. It hurt, but I'm not broken. Nah, we're going to deal with this. See, what the enemy, what the enemy wants to do is break your spirit. Break your will. Break your determination. He wants to hurt you to the point that you are immobilized. He wants to paralyze your progress. But imagine the weight of the, the cross, the weight of the betrayal, the weight of the disappointment because folk were disappointed that Jesus was receiving this punishment. One of them hit him in the jaw, spit on him, but it didn't break him. If we, if we go to John, John the 19th chapter, and I'm, I'm just going to put it on pause. I'm not going to finish it. We have to partake of this. The 19th chapter and uh, reading at the 31st verse, and the Jews therefore, because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. For the Sabbath day was a high day. Now, I'm doing all of this dirt, but I'm still religious. That's why when people say, see, that's why I don't go to church. All them hypocrites. And this, 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 this ain't the first time. <laughs> it's not the first time we had folk that acted one way, wanted you to believe one thing. That, that's what a hypocrite is. It's a play actor. It wants you to believe one thing. So these folk were religious in that they wanted to do their dirt and hurry up and get it over with because we got to prepare for our Passover. And so in order to keep that, they ran back to Pilate and said, we cannot let these folk stay on the cross because we got to get into our religious activities. And so they ran to Pilate, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that might be, and that they might be taken away. So in other words, we, we want them to die painful because the crucifixion was a very painful death as, as you affixated and sort of suffocated from internal bleeding. Lord, have mercy. So they not only want you to die, they want you to feel every pain. Yeah. But they still wanted to be religious. 
They had a church service to take care of. I wish I had time. And so they went back to Pilate and said, Pilate, can we break their bones? Because not only do we want them to die, we want to expedite the process. We got, we got food in the oven, we got to prepare the Passover, and we got things to do, and we, we, done, we done killed him now, so let's hurry up and kill him and, and get all of this done. And Pilate gave them permission to break their legs and to expedite it. Then came the soldiers and break the leg of the first, of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, then they break not his legs. Now, let me just deal with that a moment. No matter how it seems the enemy has you in his grasp, no matter how it seems that he's going to be able to do whatever it is he wants to do with you, don't you ever forget that God has already set a decree. And although it looks like the enemy can do whatever, he can't do whatever. I said he can't do whatever. I, want to, I know he wants to make you a spectacle and he wants to rid you of your hope and he, he's trying not only to kill you but break you. But I want you to know he can't do whatever. God said your life is not in the enemy's hand. It's in my hand. Many are the affliction of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth them out of them. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's right there. He's right there. I know you're hurting, but he's not going to let him break you. He not, I need somebody to understand this. I, I got to move on. I'm trying to move on. Shake your neighbor's hand like you mean it. And say, I know you're hurting, but you're not breaking. You're not breaking. It feels like it's almost over, but it's, it's not, it's not. Now let me, let me tell you why they couldn't. 35th verse, and he said, and he saw, and he that saw it bear record, and said, his record is true. And he knoweth that he saith true, that he might believe. For these things were done that the scriptures might be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. Hmm. And again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierce. And then after this, Joseph of Arimathea being a disciple of Jesus, begged for the body. Now the reason they couldn't break the bones 
was because God had already declared, declared no bones going to be breaking. No bones are going to be broken. He had already discussed it. Now, the reason the bones can't be broken is because of the connectivity of the body. I, I want you to understand that Paul says that we are the body of Jesus. And uh, we all have function <laughs> in the body. And there's no part of the body that uh, can function if it's broken. I wish I had a praying church. And uh, one of the commandments that was given to, to the nation of Israel is that when you brought a lamb to be sacrificed, that it could not be a lamb that was broken. Jesus is on the cross and he is the lamb of God. God wants the scriptures to stay intact. He's the perfect lamb. He's the lamb without spot or blemish. Just wouldn't be right for the enemy to overwhelm him and go to breaking his bones. Hurt, but I'm not broken. I'm going to quit now. Oh, Lord. Let me tell you why. The enemy couldn't break his body. The reason he couldn't do it, because Jesus had already broken it himself. He told the disciples, this is my body. Ah, this is my body, which is already broken. See what the enemy wants to do to you. He can't do it because God beat him to it. I know that I'm sitting in a room with people that their hearts have been broken that their spirits have been wounded. But Jesus, Jesus said, I want you to know something, that I'm close to them, that I'm a broken spirit and a contrite heart. I wish I had somebody in this room that could testify. Jesus healed my broken heart. Jesus healed my wounded spirit because the enemy wanted to break him uh, and he wanted to embarrass him. But oh, Jesus uh, said, I'll break my own body because you don't have that kind of authority. You don't know what I'm breaking for and what I'm breaking to. I got to get some folk inside me and the only way for them to get inside, I got to cut them a little room. I got to break some in my Everybody that's taking the Lord's Supper, the only reason.
reason you're gonna take it is because he said this is my body that I broke it. Shake your neighbor's hand and say neighbor. He broke it for me. Yes he did. The devil didn't break it. The enemy didn't break it. The Roman citizens didn't break it. The Pharisees didn't break it. The Sanhedrin didn't break it. But he said I I'm gonna break my body that I might get everybody inside. I need you to throw your head back and give God a shout of praise. I really don't know. Mm. I said I really don't know what they would have done with the body. Had it been left alone, mm, they did everything they could. They spat on him. Hallelujah. They had blood dripping from him. They had water coming out of him. But I want you to know what they couldn't do was break him. Yes, God had already done it himself in the upper room. He took the bread and he blessed it. Oh, Lord, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the reason I can't be broken is because I've already been blessed. Oh, Lord, the hand of the Lord, I'm trying to sit down now. But oh, the hand of the Lord, that's the reason no matter how hurt you get, you always bounce back because you can't be broken up. No matter how they try to crush you, you always get up because you can't be broken. Shake somebody's hand and say, I can't be broken because I've already been blessed. Say Let me close now. Ooh, I feel like preaching a while. But oh, I want you to understand that the man went to the governor, said, whatever you do, give me his body. What a strange request. The man didn't have enough sense to buy life insurance. He didn't have enough sense to get him a plot because he knew what was going to happen. I don't need to waste that kind of money because I ain't going to be long enough. Lord, have mercy. Ah, Lord, I just need to borrow space. I just need to lay there for a couple of days. Say yes. I'm trying to go to my seat. But let me tell you what he did. He begged. The Bible said he begged for it. That didn't mean he went up there and said, listen, give me that body. It meant that there was some opposition. It meant that there was some inquiry as to why he wanted that body. What are you going to do with that body? I feel like preaching now. You know religious 
people doubt the resurrection and some of the Sadducees had already said they want to steal the body. But oh Lord, Joseph didn't want to steal it. He just wanted to keep it intact. And he begged, whatever you're going to do, if it's money you want, I'm a rich man. Just give me the body. Oh Lord, if you don't want to be embarrassed, I can do it in secret. Just give me the body. Oh Lord, I don't know if he's such a bad man. Why did you want to keep the body? Why don't you give me the body? I came to Revival Tabernacle to let you understand the significance of the body. That's the reason I don't believe the saints ought to be cremated because we got to respect the body. I don't know if they wanted to burn him up. I don't know if they wanted to break him up, but he begged for the body and he took that body. I've come to tell you, whatever is in your body, whatever sickness is in your body, yes, I want you to beg for the body of Jesus because your deliverance is in the body. Your healing. Everybody stand to your feet. He said, take, eat my body. Oh, Lord, I got to quit preaching. Come on up here, Pastor Golf. Jesus lost a lot of disciples because of his body. You remember in John, the sixth chapter, he was talking to some Pharisees and said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you don't have any part with me. Oh, Lord, he said, my flesh is bread indeed. Yeah, it is. I want you to beg for the body because he said, if you get natural bread, you gonna hunger again. If you get my body, I need to find over here, do I have anybody that has the body? Because if you have the body, you don't want nothing else. You're not looking for anything else. I got the body, and I'm going to wrap it up and hide it in a tomb. Say yes, 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 ah, yes, yes. Lift those hands. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for breaking your own body 
for not allowing the enemy to break you. And I thank you for the regeneration that we as your children have because we have partaken of your body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blood. But tonight we magnify your body. Hallelujah. Oh, if there's... I'm going to have Pastor Devin come and give the altar call. But would you go to at least 12 people? Just shake their hand and tell them, tell them I'm hurt, but I'm not broken. Our community at Revival Tabernacle aims to reach our city and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.org. Thank <laughs> you.